Hello and welcome to NSTA, the bus stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director. Pleased to welcome today a familiar face, Tony Corpin, publisher of School Transportation News. Tony, welcome back to NSTA, the bus stop. Hey, thanks, Kurt. Appreciate it, man. It's uh, it's been a bit. Uh, we've been busy with the conference season. I know you you just wrapped your conference in Pittsburgh. We wrapped ST and Expo in Reno. Record attendance for us. It was super exciting, uh, amazing experience. And uh, you know, we we're all about trying to put together content, community, and commerce for all of the people that come. And you know, I know those are big things. And we had just there was a lot of things. We were giving away awards. You were giving away awards. It was. Uh, <laughs> It was like yeah. a store. So everybody feels, I think, like maybe at the end, this is like school startup. Everybody is like either they're it's coming, they're weeks away, they're on top of it. I've talked to a lot of people that are coming online. I know a lot of your contractor members are they're they're in the thick of it right now, just starting up. Yeah, uh, you're 100 percent correct on that. Um, and we often forget that the. School start dates are variable. So some areas of the country, you're right, they're just a couple or a week or so away from, you know, starting school. Um, others may start after uh, Labor Day. But, um, you know, it, it's good that we have that pocket of time, at least in July, to celebrate the industry and and also to bring, uh, you know, programs to attendees that are going to be helpful to them as they kind of ramp up for the start of school um, Tony, you know, uh, one thing that, uh, you know, you and I have talked about is kind of the evolution, you know, of the industry. And of course, there's been an evolution uh NSTA. But why don't you talk a little bit about, uh, to kick things off, you know, evolution of school transportation news. Um, you know, you've been there a while. You, you know, what are your recollections from when you first started to what you guys have evolved to at this point in time? Yeah, I always laugh. I tell people when I stood on stage uh, addressing our audience at STN Expo, I said, you know, I've been doing this since I was 11 years old and everybody laughs. Ha, 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 11. <laughs> like they think I'm joking. I'm like, no, seriously, I was 11. Right. My parents, Bill and Colette Paul started STN literally out of our house. When I was a little kid, they mortgaged the house. It was like there was no internet. We had a bulletin board, right? Like printing right. was coming ink coming off on your fingers, like a newspaper. And the magazine obviously is evolved, and digital media and the way people consume content is evolved enormously. And you know, I think that the general thing that I always laugh about is I think the general public views school buses is kind of antiquated and older and you know, diesel fumes. And, you know, here we are at STN Expo and Green Bus Summit. And the narrative is all about going green and electrification and zero emissions. And, you know, there's this massive pull uh, to this new energy source. And propane's been around in the market for, for some time, and it's had pretty great success. And it's here to stay, in my opinion. Uh, but electric, obviously, there's a lot of uh, apprehension about people jumping into it. Is it right for me? When is the right time to put it in my fleet? So we've seen this kind of technology evolution. And STN as a magazine, we're, uh, people say, oh, you're a school bus magazine. Not really. We're a technology magazine. The school bus mm -hmm. just happens to be the place where all this technology is living in the bus of the past is, is what it is, right? The bus of the future is kind of here now with all the telematic solutions and energy solutions and software. 
it's a big computer and that really creates kind of an interesting dynamic because the drivers now are interacting with the equipment and it's a lot more technologically advanced mechanics they have to be a lot more proficient than you know dealing with older ice engines you've got all these other components and electrical components and so it'll be very interesting to see what the future looks like but we definitely see a regulatory pull, uh, you know, all this technology with greenhouse gas emission three regulating in a lot of states are going to be unable to purchase ice engines, internal combustion engines. And now you've got this proliferation of zero emission technology. So, man, talk about moving full steam from me being a little kid at 11 playing my Nintendo, uh, you know, old <laughs> school to to now these days where we've got this kind of full immersion of technology and Wi-Fi on school buses and a lot of other things that exist. So, I mean, it, there's been a lot of leaps in the last, you know, 30 years roughly. And, you know, professionally speaking at STN though, I've been there for just shy of 20 years. Um, when my parents had an opening at the company, I had jumped in and took on that role and, and really have evolved that they've stepped away and, and been gone for quite a while and, uh, let me kind of run with it in my own vision. And, mm -hmm. and we've had a lot of fun doing it and try to create a lot of, uh, great friendships, uh, especially with NSTA. And I know we've created some really fun things, uh, with our innovator of the year award and the contractor of the year award and some of the things that we've put forward with you in, in, in the last years and, uh, really try to, take a new paradigm and really uh, adjust because the way it was to the way it is, it's, it's nice to kind of reinvent yourself. And I always tell my team, we're never perfect, right? Every year demands change, appetites change. How can we become better at what we're doing? And really we strive for that at STN significantly. And I think everybody does, right? Everybody wants to be better. They want to have a, an improved service for their customers. They want to have an improved experience for all their guests and, um, yeah, that's that's what we try to stand by. Yeah, and, and we'll get to um, some of the awards, but I want to kind of follow up on, on your thoughts there. And one thing I said, if we just remove, let's remove a zero emission vehicles, you know, electric buses out of the equation just for a minute. And I would often say, say to people that the school bus looks similar to what it did 30 years ago, but internally with the telematics and, and all the other technologies involved, it is a very different animal than it was, um, you know, in, in the eighties and nineties. Um, and then kind of electric school buses kind of, uh, evolving to, to make it even, you know, more different. I think it requires the industry overall to, you know, evolve one area where we're, you know, we're trying to get traction is with school bus drivers and, you know, we've done like the under the hood um, exemption. Some people within the industry are still fighting us, you know, on that, um, which, you know, is, is unusual. But we'll have to evolve because at a point in time, and this goes to your larger point, there will be no under the hood, <laughs> you know, for, for bus drivers, be, because in electric buses, the, uh, you know, vehicle manufacturers don't want you, um, you know, under the hood. So, it requires an evolution on all different fronts, whether it's just in the industry or from our regulators or from po other policymakers out there, um, as well as, uh, you know, the, the vendor partners and the manufacturers. What are your thoughts um, 
as as you go around seeing, you know, who are the drivers, uh, no pun intended, of innovation, you know, in the industry that that you've seen, and not specifically people, but what are the areas that kind of drive innovation as you see it? Yeah, that's a real interesting question. The 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 challenge becomes more prescriptive, I think, with with how you're looking at the people situation, right? Because you need people to operate all this equipment and and create right. these opportunities for student success, and and that's where the it, you're trying to give your team all the tools to be able to be successful and to do more with less, right? Less people means you need technology to help you. Uh, identify weak points or help. Uh, we had Bill Griffiths, who's STN NSTA's Innovator of the Year with Beacon Mobility on the STN podcast uh, not that long ago, a couple of weeks ago. And Bill and I were talking and, you know, he was walking through what a futuristic maintenance program looks like. And he talked about doing remote diagnostics on engines with advanced technicians, but to do it like mobily with like an iPad where, you know, a technician that might be a junior technician doesn't know how to deal with a challenge or a situation. And he has a team in a call center that is going to be able to address that. So anyone and anyone in, in his ecosystem that could be in uh, New York or could be in Pennsylvania or could be in California, right? They all have access to this support center, which has got a very dynamic kind of engagement between people in the organization, which I thought was very creative in terms of how to deal mm-hmm. with maintenance challenges, because, you know, you can't be all things, all people, and you're going to have different people kind of layered through your system that have a certain level of proficiency. And you want to have the older, more senior guys that know about some of this stuff, be able to help those younger guys, but they can't be everywhere. So it was interesting kind right. of how they were putting together a more dynamic, futuristic kind of preventative maintenance program. And he talked a lot about AI versus kind of predictive, right? Where there's a formula and it's kind of going down and checking the box if there's an error code or whatever, where AI is actually learning. So it'll be interesting to see where the kind of intersection of AI and school transportation end up being. We see it a lot with like routing software and optimization where the software is learning to be able to optimize the routes of your fleet to be more efficient. But, you know, what is that next evolution will be very interesting to see. But I think the people issue driver experience, a lot of the manufacturers look at like IC bus, they just launched their brand new CE after 20 years. And there's a lot of Mm -hmm. driver specific considerations made within the cab of the vehicle to make the driver experience better because they're in that seat so much. So I think that the manufacturers are also going to be challenged to provide a really great user experience for the driver and so to draw more talent to to transportation companies and, and and districts alike because there is a shortage clearly some people have a shortage others don't but i'm not sure necessarily if it's that's going to temper down it only feels like that's increasing in terms of the gap so it'll be interesting to see how 
technology and staffing kind of intersect. I know the joke is always like, oh, driverless bus. Yeah, not really, probably <laughs> in our lifetime, but definitely driver assistance technology. You see products like that are out there that identify objects in the road or, you know, Bendex has a product. Index Windman Fusion, where you know you have lane departure technology. You see other things in like your common automobile. Um, I have a feeling that technology is going to find itself into the school bus industry sooner than later to help the driver with safety and things like that. Because safety is obviously paramount when transporting children. So there's so many different aspects when you look at technology and safety. It's, you know, can a camera capture uh, an object or a child or a living being? And then it becomes cost versus, you know, deploying the technology. Right. So it's trying to find yep. that balance between. Yeah. And you mentioned, Tony, um, you know, Bill Griffiths. And, you know, a couple of years ago, we partnered on the Innovator Award. Um Bill was honored uh, just because of a event conflict, uh, both at SCN and at NSCA. Um, can you take a minute and talk about um, Bill and what he was able to do at Beacon Mobility in order to win the award? Yeah, sure. So Bill Bill is somebody, if you haven't read the article, it's in the July issue of School Transportation News. You just go to stnonline.com, go to the magazine section, you can find that July issue and read about Bill. Um, but Bill, being a maintenance professional, is a really humble guy, right? And, and he started out kind of in the military, working Area 51, right, on high-value equipment, military aircraft you know, getting, cutting his teeth in those arenas, working with the most technologically advanced equipment and, you know, advances himself through the years. Uh, I believe he also worked for the Smithsonian, uh, transporting really high value Americana, right. And to be in charge of moving or transporting assets that are kind of, you know, they're just, they, they can have no value, right? You cannot put a value, they're priceless. And, and you're responsible for that. That's a big undertaking. And so he took his experience there as well as uh, Montgomery County Transit and took all that experience, amalgamated it at Beacon where he was a very early employee and the company has grown significantly over their tenure and in a very short period of time. And he's put into place a lot of really thoughtful maintenance techniques and technology that really innovate the market, right? Things that we've never seen before. To my point earlier, uh, a center for diagnostics to work with junior mechanics with senior mechanics, right? Things like that, where they're using technology, they're taking preventive maintenance techniques. They're just deploying things we've never seen before in school transportation at scale. And that was really where we saw Bill as being an innovator, someone that was in an organization organization that was doing something transformational for his group. And, you know, it's their beacon, the hope, you know, the headline is he's a guiding light for his team because it's not necessarily Bill alone. Bill said there's no IN team, right? It's, it's his entire team that beacon mobility that supports a unified vision 
of what they're trying to create. And when you build that kind of structure in an organization, you're going to have amazing results. And that's really what it was. So, I mean, the award itself went to Bill, but Bill gave it to his whole team at Beacon Mobility and the leadership and, um, you know, their leader, Judith Crawford, who's the CEO, you know, she's a super fun lady, super laid back, but man, they're mission driven. It's a very mission driven company. And, and I think when you look and peel back the layers, you see that they really stand for their people and they want to have fun, but they have a real purpose. So we gave it to Bill um, out of all the nominees for all the things that he was doing at, at Beacon Mobility that really stood out to us as being transformational and innovative. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and great summary, Tony. Um, upcoming, you know, we talked about our partnership on, uh, you know, the Innovator Award, which I think has worked out kind of as we anticipated, which is um, always a good thing. But also, you know, moving forward, NSTA is going to be visiting you at uh, your TSD conference in Frisco, Texas. Um, can you take a minute and talk about that and how we're partnering together on that function? Yeah, absolutely. And just before we move on to that, you know, I just do want to thank you, Kurt, for for your willingness and and the board. Um, obviously, you know, the awards committee to be part of this innovator of the year award, as well as the contractor of the year award that went to first students. So congratulations to them as well. And uh, we're putting together a Q&A with John Kenning, who's the CEO of first student president CEO in the September issue of school transportation news to highlight uh, that, that win from them and NSTA and all the things you guys are doing. So uh, excited to share that with the, with the audience here on the bus stop. And yeah, also uh, segue to our, our partnership this fall, uh, we have the board of directors meeting at the Transporting Students with Disabilities and Special Needs Conference, which, you know, is very focused content on transporting children with special needs and all the nuance that comes about with that. And it really is going to give your members an opportunity that have never gone to expose themselves, one, to an STN event that really is got amazing people that go to the conference. They are so passionate about children with special needs and so laser focused on the success of those students and how to transport them effectively, efficiently, and stay within the guidelines to so nobody gets in trouble, right? There's a lot of nuance to that. We bring in legal experts, so lawyers that talk about case law, about things that have happened in the industry. We talk to autism experts. We talk to just people having to deal with um, transporting the kids on an operational level. How do you secure them properly? What are the best cases for that? What new technology is being used? What are the best kind of operational techniques for drivers and aides, right? Because you've got this kind of driver, driver aid, kind of also depending on the student's IEP. Uh, you know, there's a lot of considerations made and a lot of your members definitely transport students with special needs. And that is a big part of their business in the specialty work that they're doing. In fact, you have some members, that's all they do, right? Other members have uh, larger gen ed buses, but you know, at this, at this conference, everybody does everything, right? You have a lot of people. It's just the focus of the content itself is really dialed into special needs, but we're really excited about the partnership and being able to host your fall board meeting in conjunction with the TSD conference. And, you know, we want everybody to take advantage of that. Um, we do extend a special discount to NSTA members who would love to come and participate in the full conference experience. So that's available. Um, you guys contact Kurt 
I'm sure he'll give you the the code, the super secret code. And then uh, we also Absolutely. have a special, <laughs> and we have a super special discount uh, for our super early bird folks. So you get uh, some additional discounts you can stack on top of each other. Um, and then if you are just wanting to go to the trade show. Well, you know, we have a special arrangement where NSTM members who simply just want to go to the trade show, uh, I'm happy to uh, to invite you guys as my guests as a complimentary pass to to participate if uh, that's the only element you want to be with. But we want you to be there. We're really excited about exposing everybody to all the good things, good content, and potentially, you know, if you don't live in that world, but you've got a special needs director or a team of people that handle that for your business, please send them to the show. Let them experience experience it. And then you can kind mm-hmm. of see the value of it. And really that's what I want to do is try to get your members to expose their teams to all the things that we're doing within our training ecosystem. Cause we bring in a lot of experts from a lot of different places to be able to educate the audience. And a lot of it is crowdsourcing. So everybody's sharing kind of points of commonality, talking about challenges, working on solutions. You know, if you have an issue, I bet you somebody in the audience has probably dealt with that challenge. So it's a big community that loves to share about what they're doing, their successes, their challenges, and and really air out, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly so we can make ourselves better as an industry. So that's what we're all about. We try to create a forum for everyone to have those kind of dialogues in a trusted space. And uh, we also do a great trade show. Lots of interaction there, lots of special training events. Uh, We've got an evacuation training. We do a a special needs driver rodeo. So if you have drivers that you think would love to compete inside our rodeo, that would be a great opportunity. So special needs drivers competing. um, It's really a lot of fun for everybody in an organization to get involved, especially around transporting children with special needs. Well, a lot of great information, Tony. As always, a pleasure uh, speaking with you at uh, NSTA, the bus stop. Before we close, if folks want to learn more, and how could they want to learn more? But in case, you know, somebody has been on Mars the last couple of years, hasn't heard about <laughs> school transportation news, where can they get that information? Yeah, you can go to stnonline.com. We have our podcast. You can go to stnpodcast.com. We're on Apple, Spotify, um, YouTube, everywhere you listen to pods. And then anybody interested in the TSD conference, um, which is November 15th through the 20th in Dallas, Frisco, Texas, uh, that is tsdconference.com as T as in transporting S as in students, D as in disabilities, tsdconference.com for all those details. And then uh, if you want to see everything that we do in the conference universe, you go to stnexpo.com. That's kind of a clearinghouse website that has all the information for every show that we do going into uh, 2024 uh, and beyond. Uh, I feel like we're going to blink and the year's going to be over as we're (laughs) here. We're here in August. People are starting school. It's, you know, it's going to be there before we know it, but Kurt, thank you so much for having me on and uh, do appreciate you. And, uh, and the whole team at at NSTA and appreciate our partnership and uh, really value a a ton. No, thanks so much for for being our guest, Tony Corpin, publisher of School Transportation News. Tony, thanks for taking a couple minutes and, you know, we'll get you back on. We'll talk about uh, midway through the football season and see how your Chargers do. That's right. That Herbert guy, you know, he's he's something special, I think. (laughs) Well, we'll see. He's getting paid like it. Definitely, my man. Look forward to that. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure.